Welcome to Staying the Course. Join us as we navigate the uncompromised Word of God with Pastor Brett Peterson. about the message for today and grieving the passing of Mark this past week Lori and Janelle were praying for you guys you know the Holy Spirit kept telling me that Mark's home and he's finally set free he's set free from the cares of this earth set free from the trials and he reminded me when Paul wrote we don't mourn like the rest of the world who has no hope so in the midst of mourning there's glimmers of that joy that we have that we know he's in heaven worshiping God and he is fully set free from sin from fear from even death he is an amazing man and he's going to be greatly missed uh, February 6th at 10 o'clock, that's a Saturday, right here in the uh, parking lot, we're going to set up and do a celebration of Mark's life. And uh, Lori and Janelle and Garrett and Ryan uh, would love for all of you to come and just remember uh, the kind soul that Mark is, because he's still alive in heaven. But this next song, Scott picked it out. It's uh, really about being set free. And that's going to be the title of the message today as well. Let's sing it to the Lord. Amen. You can be seated. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to get together. Lord, to worship you and to study your word and to comfort one another as we are still in mourning over the loss of our brother Mark. All right. So today, God really put on my heart that Mark is home, he's free, he is set free. And this morning, we are on week 39 of our 40 weeks to freedom. I pray that you have taken these nine months, these 40 weeks, these 40 Sundays, to get your life right with God, to really get on that narrow path. And this morning, God wants to set us all free from whatever holds us captive. For a lot of people, it's emotional baggage that they hold on to. You know, God wants to set you free emotionally. He wants to set you free from habitual sin, from worldliness, from unrighteousness. He wants to set you free from hate and bitterness and jealousy. He really wants to fill you with his Holy Spirit and that love and joy and peace and the sweet fruit that only comes from him. And ultimately, he wants to set you free from fear. I have talked to a lot of Christians in this past couple of months, and many believers are being driven by fear rather than faith. And folks, I believe God wants us to be driven by faith and no longer fear anything. I want to ask you a question, and this is somewhat rhetorical, but I want you to consider it. 
What holds you captive? What are you in bondage to? You know, for some people, it might be golf. I mean, that's not a bad thing, but if that consumes your life, you could be held captive by that or whatever it is. This morning, whatever you're held captive by, whatever you are bound to, God wants to set you free. He wants to really do an incredible work in your life. The choice is ours, and really we have two options. The first option this morning is this. If you serve God with your whole being and live your life in such a way as to be pleasing to the Lord, you will be blessed. You will have the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the joy of the Lord in your heart, and all your needs will be met. You know, the Bible is really clear in Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 31. It says, do not worry then, saying, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles, or literally every time you come across that word in the New Testament, you could say the world. Because remember in the Bible, there's God's people, the Jews, and the worldly people, the Gentiles. So we could say, for the world eagerly seeks after all these things. But your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all your needs will be met. All these things will be added to you. Then he goes on to say, verse 34, So then do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. And that's true, right? There's always challenges, aren't there? If you're not in a battle today, you might be in one tomorrow. We need to support one another. More than just our needs, though, the psalmist wrote in chapter 37 of the book of Psalms, starting in verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will grant you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord and trust also in him, and he will do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. You know, we can put our complete faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? We don't have to worry about tomorrow. The second option, if you're not living your life to be pleasing to the Lord, is more than likely you're living your life in rebellion against the things of God. And it might not be outright rebellion. Maybe you've just decided to do, I'm going to do whatever I want without regard to the Bible or God's commands or his expectations of who I am. If that's you this morning, then your life, I can assure you, is filled with anxiety, with anger, with worry, with depression, with fear, seasoned by moments of pleasure, but you never have real joy. And in fact, for some who have lived their self-willed life for so long, they are so callous that they can't even enjoy anything in life. You know anyone like that? You know, they used to enjoy things in life, but now it's all mundane. And they get to the point, that's why so many movie stars and famous people that have everything commit suicide. They have everything this life can offer, and they find it is just futile. And they no longer have the joy 
uh, in any way in anything they do. Every day will be a struggle if you're living your life to please yourself. Folks, this morning, if you want to be set free from whatever is binding you, whatever causing depression or anxiety, you need to run to the Lord. In Deuteronomy chapter 11, starting in verse 26, it says, See, I'm setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you listen to the commands of the Lord your God, which I am commanding you today, and the curse, if you do not listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way which I'm commanding you this day. Folks, it's really simple. For those of you that are parents, you have children in your home, and when they're obedient and obeying you, you want to bless them. You want to abundantly pour out into their lives, but if they're disobedient, you cannot bless them. For so many Christians, they wonder where God is. It's because they're not being obedient and led by the Holy Spirit. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15, it says, See, I've set before you today life and prosperity or death and adversity. In that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that you may live and multiply, and that the Lord your God may bless you. If you want the blessing of God in your life, we need to be obedient to the Lord, even in the little things. What holds you captive this morning? In Romans chapter 15, starting at verse 4, it says, For whatever was written in earlier times, that includes what we just read in Deuteronomy, was written for our instruction, so that through perseverance and encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. Now may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant to you to be of the same mind with one another, according to Christ Jesus so that with one accord you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And now may the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing, so that you will be abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Folks, we don't give up hope like so many in the world and so many Christians have done. It's our faith in Jesus Christ that gives us hope and strength for the future. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, Paul wrote, When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, and think like a child, and reason like a child. But when I became a man, I did away with childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, even as I was fully known. But now faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. Folks, God loves you this morning more than you could ever know. He loves Mark more than you can ever know, but we live in this fallen world. And unfortunately, it rains on the righteous and the unrighteous. Sometimes we wonder, well, God, why? He knows more than we know. And he loves more than we could ever love. In Romans chapter 12, starting at verse 9, Paul wrote, 
Let love be without hypocrisy. What's hypocrisy? In the Greek, the word literally means actor. So today, if, if we were going to call an actor or actress a name in the Greek, they would be hypocrites. What it means is you are playing a role, but that's not who you really are. Folks, if you are still bound by things of the world and you are acting like a Christian but really aren't a Christian, you're a hypocrite. You're an actor or an actress. This morning, God wants us to do away with hypocrisy. In Romans chapter 12, verse 9, it says, let love be without hypocrisy. That means love from your heart. Folks, we're commanded to love each other even as Christ loves us. We're commanded in Scripture, when one hurts, what? We all hurt. When one is blessed, we're all blessed. You know, so many people say, I don't go to church because it's filled with hypocrites or actors. <laughs> Shouldn't be the case. It should not be the case. All of us should be real in our love. I love the rest of this verse, Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Let love be without acting or hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. I want you to consider your life. So many Christians, it's like, oh man, the world is so tempting. You know, it's so awesome, the things of the world. Abhor what is evil. What does that mean? It's stinky. It's like ugly. It's dirty. Think of the dirtiest thing you can imagine. That's what the things of the world are. We need to abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Verse 10, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in the spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, and practicing hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. That's a hard one. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Folks, it's about being a body of Christ that so is expressing the love of God to one another that it's without acting, but it's real. People will ask, why are you so confident and filled with joy in the midst of a pandemic or in the midst of political things not going your way? You know, how can you still have the joy of the Lord in the midst of crazy times? We should live in such a way that we are set free from the entrapments of this world and all the emotional roller coasters that the enemy wants us to succumb to. I can assure you, all those uh, times that you get these weird emotions, they're not from God. You know, anger, jealousy, frustration, anxiety, worry, depression, they come straight from Satan himself or demons or your own flesh. God wants to replace that with strength and power and joy even in the midst of loss. In Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 11, the Lord said, surely I will set you free for purposes of good. Surely I will cause the enemy to make supplication to you in times of disaster and times of distress. In the days ahead, we should so shine forth 
the love and light of God and the joy of the Lord that our neighbors and people around us ask us, how can you be filled with joy in the midst of what you're going through? We need to be ambassadors of Christ. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, it says, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification or building up according to the need of the moment, so that you will give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. You know, I believe today in our 39th week of our 40 weeks to freedom series, God wants us truly to start acting like free men and women, free from worldliness, free from all the emotions that rob us of the peace and strength of God. In Galatians chapter 5, starting at verse 13, it says, you are called to freedom, brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity to, for the flesh, but through love serve one another. If you ever find yourself dealing with depression or these emotional roller coasters that the enemy tries to get you to, to ride, <laughs> there's one thing you can do to snap out of it. Oh, you can pray all you want. Sometimes that helps, but you need to go out and serve somebody. You need to go out and give yourself to volunteer to do something for someone else. And as you do that, God pours into you. In the year ahead, we're going to have many opportunities to serve people. The next verse says this in Galatians 5.14. For the whole law is fulfilled in one statement. You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. I believe it's time for Christians to be known for our love, not our judgment. Does that make sense? So many people in the world, when they talk about Christians, they're judgmental, they're hateful, when really they should say they're the most loving people I've ever met. If you really want to be set free, you need to begin to love, even the unlovable. And some of our neighbors are hard to love. Sorry, if you're watching this neighbor, it's not you, whoever I'm talking to. <laughs> Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, it says, So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I want you to consider this. There is a cheap grace gospel that's being preached from many pulpits today. Hey, put your faith in Christ, you're born again, you're saved, and you don't have to do anything else. You're good. Just live your life as you normally would. The transformative power of the Holy Spirit isn't being taught. Changed lives aren't being taught. We need to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Sure, we're saved through faith alone, but then we begin to obey so that God can bless. Does that make sense? You want the blessings of God in your life, be obedient to the Lord so he can bless you. 
Be set free from the chains that hold you. Philippians 2.13, For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent, children of God, above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as lights to the world, holding fast the word of life, so that in the day of Christ we will have reason to glory. What's the day of Christ? The day of the Lord, it starts with the rapture. Man, I can't wait for that day. We're going to see Mark again, and he's, he's going to say, you finally made it. <laughs> this morning, Jesus wants to set you free. Luke chapter 4, starting at verse 18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus speaking. Because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to proclaim release to the captives to the recovery of sight to the blind, and to set free those who are oppressed. You know, the enemy wants to keep you in oppression. Whatever that may be, whatever bondage it is that holds you, that is the enemy trying to keep you bound because he knows what a threat you are to his kingdom if you realize truly who you are in Christ. You are not only an ambassador of Christ, but you're a soldier of the cross, and you can do mighty things in the name of Jesus Christ. The past few weeks we've been talking about if you know who you are, you'll know what to do. Folks, in the year ahead, we need to know what we're to do to be pleasing to the Lord. John chapter 8, verse 31, Jesus was saying to the Jews who had believed in him, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. You see, salvation is through faith alone, but then it's abiding in Christ. You know, Jesus compared it to a, a vine being grafted in, a branch being grafted into the vine. That branch abides, it gets fed from the vine, but if it's cut off it dies and if you're not abiding in christ if you're not continuing in his word what does that mean you study the word of god and you obey the word of god that's how you bear fruit and you grow in your faith that's how you are truly set free from the bonds and chains of this world verse 32 and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free there's that old song you gotta serve somebody it might be the devil, or it might be the Lord, but you got to serve somebody. Who remembers that song? <laughs> Who sang it? I'm, I'm, I'm brain fading. Bob Dylan? Bob Dylan, yeah, that's right. you got to serve somebody. It might be the devil, or it might be the Lord, but you got to serve somebody. And I can assure you, you're either serving God this morning, or you're serving Satan. There is no middle ground. Make no mistake about it. You're either fully in with the Lord or you are fully out. This morning, God wants to set you free. In John chapter 8, verse 34, Jesus goes on to say, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin 
is a slave to sin. I love that song we were singing. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Whatever binds you, you are a slave to. Whatever sin habitually you commit, you're a slave to that sin. Verse 35, the slave does not remain in the house, but the son does. The daughter does. And Jesus said, no longer do I call you slaves, but friends. We are children of God through faith in Christ, and our obedience to the Lord is how he blesses us and holds us through life's journey. The next verse, verse 36, so if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. I don't know about you, but I love America because of freedom. It's the greatest country in the world. can travel anywhere in the world, and there's nothing like the United States of America. We are blessed to live here. But even more than that, we are citizens of heaven, and our home is in heaven, and all the stuff in the world and the trials of life shouldn't affect who we are or what we do. We have a peace and a strength that only comes from God. Paul said this in Romans chapter 7, verse 24. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from this body of death? But thanks be to God through our Jesus Christ, our Lord. He's the one that sets us free. In Romans 8, 1, it says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did, sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who are according to the spirit on things of the spirit for the mindset on the flesh is death but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace this morning god wants to set us free we have one more week left 40 weeks to freedom to be that man or woman or young person that god so wants you to be so that he be can begin to pour out abundant blessings in your life. I really pray that these 40 weeks you have grown in your walk. I pray that it hasn't just been an intellectual exercise, but it's been a spiritual journey. But if it hasn't, it's not too late. Thank God the Bible says his mercies are new, what? Every morning. He forgives. He forgets all the sinfulness, all the suffering, all the junk in your life. And he wants to set you on the narrow path. Amen. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. Come on up, Scott. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery. God this morning wants to set us free. 
from anything that's robbing us of the peace, power, and joy that he so wants to give us. May God bless you and keep you. We're no longer slaves to sin. We're no longer slaves to anything this world throws at us, but we are free men and women in Christ. And restores my soul, satisfies my need. Thank you for listening to Staying the Course with Pastor Brett Peterson. If you would like a copy of this message or would like to submit a prayer request or comment, contact us at 949-888-5777 or email us at info at ccbcu.edu. God bless you as you seek and serve Him. Remember, stay the course, and we'll see you next week. I love your word, I love the way it comforts me, strengthens and restores my soul, satisfies my needs.